Well, praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and we're here with our Romans teaching today. We'll be in chapter 3 when we dig into the Word here in just a moment. But before we get into the Word today, let me very quickly remind us all that we are mailing. We're, we're sending six now expositor study Bibles inside the prison system to these inmates who are requesting these Bibles. The, they're requesting these Bibles. So uh, we, we encourage you. It takes, us, takes $33 per Bible to get them into their hands. That's what it costs to buy and to mail the Bible. So it's not free to us. It's free to them. But it, we'll get our rewards someday, praise God. And right now we get the blessing of joy for being able to do that which God has called us to do. So help us. Go to our website thecrosswaychurch.com, hit the donate button. And I'd like to also say today that if you have our church app, you can click on a certain place on our Crossway Church phone app, and there's a donate button there, and you can donate. And I encourage you to help us get these expositor study Bibles into the hands of these inmates. One more thing, uh, and that is... This grace series, through the years, from 2012 to 2015, there's some grace teachings that I taught that are not on YouTube, will not be on YouTube, will not be anywhere else. $25 will get you this copy of Through the Years, the Grace Series with Pastor Curtis. Very good stuff. Always referring to the scriptures as they are in the context of light meaning Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. So you can get your copy today. Uh, just order it at the website. Donate. Make sure you put your address on there and what you want. So we will be able to get them to you quickly. And that's $25 for that 10 CD preaching series on grace. Some of the best stuff I think you will ever hear on grace because it, it, it's all related to Calvary. And without Calvary, there's no understanding, no impartation, no functioning in grace. So uh, it makes a great Christmas gift for family members. Ten preaching CDs in that set. So get yours quickly. And don't forget about our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and some good news for those of you who do use the church app, who do use Roku, the channel sermon.net, and find Crossway Church through that. We are now backing up and uploading this Roman teaching, this, this Romans teaching into that avenue. So it'll be a slow process because we have to back up and load one uh, by one all the way from the beginning. As a matter of fact, there's part two of chapter one is loading in the room behind me right now this morning. That was upon a request by uh, one of our friends on the road, a truck driver who says it's easier to uh, listen to YouTube. I'm sorry, the, the church app than it is YouTube in his occupation. So we try to make it as easy as possible for all to be able to hear this gospel. So Romans chapter 3 today, and we are in verse 25. I'm going to look at that a little bit more today. Excited about this, I'm telling you. You know, in my study of this, righteousness 
Over the last few months, it seems like it's a topping that we just can't get away from. And the more I look at it, the more in God's Word, the more I understand of what Jesus did for us at Calvary and how that benefits us today. Because we, when we were born again, we were declared righteous in Christ. And you, you, if we yield now to that same truth every day that saved us, faith in the cross, then we can be led of the Spirit in the path of righteousness and we can yield the fruits of His righteousness. Praise God. It's very important. It's not just who you are in Christ. It's who you also are here on this earth. To put on Christ is to wear that robe of righteousness through faith in the cross in experience here now. Where we're headed is a done deal. It's perfect. You are righteous. But here, the opportunities for us daily are a choice. Whether we will fight the good fight of faith, contend for the faith, keep our faith in the cross, and push all these fads and false things out of the way. And uh, and so uh, I encourage you to dig into the Word. But listen to this statement the Lord has been giving me about righteousness. What God did, and we'll see it in the teaching today, what God did to declare His righteousness for man is the same thing He uses today to declare His righteousness through man. That means through you and me as we keep our faith in the cross and live the Christian life. God, as we'll see it in the Word, He declared His righteousness through what happened at Calvary. And if you and I keep our faith in what happened at Calvary, the fruits of His righteousness will be manifest in our life. Well, what's that mean? That means obedience to the Word of God. See, if my faith is in the cross, obedience is the, is the manifested result of that. Righteousness is the result of that. Think about this. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says that the cross was the manifestation of God's love. So listen very carefully. If in fact that is where my faith is located, the place God declared His love to man, if that's what my faith is in, His love will also be declared through me. I'll be able to love people. I'll have the fruits of righteousness. Everything the cross declared will be a functioning thing in my life if that's where my faith is. I can't make excuses as to why I can't love them and you know why the fruits of righteousness are not in my life today because of blah, blah, blah. It's simply a faith issue, and faith is a choice issue. So I'm always to blame. If I'll choose faith, faith works. And faith works righteousness. Faith works love. Faith works forget. Come on, somebody. Faith works. Hallelujah. That's good stuff right there. And I hope you're grabbing a hold of this, taking notes, highlighting your Bibles. It's the Bible we need to get back to. It's the cross we need to get back to. So let's watch this together today. In verse 25 of chapter 3, the book of Romans, speaking of Jesus Christ, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith, in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, verse 26, to declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Now watch this back in verse 25. Let's look at this a little deeper today. 
whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. The word propitiation is the same word used to describe the mercy seat in the temple. Go look it up. Don't just take the preacher's word for it. Go look it up. Do your own study. Those of you who are students of the word because your faith is in the cross and you're obedient. Oh, somebody said amen. Those of you who are students of the word because your faith is in the cross and God's word has told us to study the word. So if our faith is in the cross, we're students of the word. An out, listen, the manifestation of the cross was a, an obedient man, Jesus. Well, listen, the obedience of a man was manifest at Calvary. Full obedience, even to that unto death. So when our faith is in the cross, guess what else is a manifestation of our lives? Not just are we called by God obedient, but we can live obedient lives before the Lord through Christ. Hallelujah. See, that's good stuff. Because of the cross, we're without excuse. But because of the cross, we can do all things now through Christ, all things that God's Word has called us to be and called us to do. Think about that. The word propitiation is the same word. I wouldn't dare try to pronounce it being from Texas. But it's the same word used for the mercy seat, which was on top of the Ark of the Covenant, which inside had the law, the, the manna, and the rod of Aaron, things that man need and, and, and try to produce himself but can't. And it was between the two cherubim. It's where God dwelt in the Holy of Holies where the high priest once a year would bring blood and, and pour it on the mercy seat that God would look through the blood and look through what his son would do, look through Jesus and see what man can be what man is in him. We're lawbreakers. We're unthankful for the manna God gave us. And, and we like to be our own authority, our own God. All those things are inside that, that Ark of the Covenant. And, but God had to look through the blood into the things that man needs and, and man's supposed to be in his eyesight. And only through the blood can we find the provision of what we need, the thankful hearts for what we have, and to walk in a place that God has said, you are light, you are salt, you are good soldiers, glory to God. And if our faith is in the cross, those things are an outward manifestation. You see, when God looks through the blood, he finds those who are finding grace. Think about that. That's good stuff. When, we, when our faith really is in the cross, the, the excuses are gone bye-bye. And now the, the, the enablement of the Spirit of God to be obedient, to love, and to be merciful, and to speak words of grace seasoned with salt is always there. The power is in the preaching and the believing of the cross. Praise God. That's good stuff. So watch this. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood. God set Christ Jesus, His Son, there to be our mercy seat. And can I say to you today that God's mercy seat is the seat of grace. Think about that. It's the seed. It's where God would commune with man. It's where God would forgive man. It's where God would, would, would speak to man. It, 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 listen, it's through grace that God does everything He does. And that mercy seat is the seat of grace. 
It's where God was seated. It's where God rested. And it's the only place where man can obtain faith that allows us to rest in who He is. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God set forth Jesus He set Him forth on the cross to be our mercy seat. See, the things in the Old Covenant were types and shadows. Jesus came and fulfilled all the types and shadows. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't throw out the Old Testament now. We study it because it's been lit up with the one who is the light, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the light of the Old Testament. He's the light of the New Testament. Amen. The light He became to us in the New Testament filled in all the, the shady places of the Old Testament. He didn't come to do away with the law. He came to fulfill it. That means He has filled it up with Himself. Now we study the Word from Genesis to Malachi and we see Jesus. And we are comforted through the Scriptures as we see Jesus who told us that the Scriptures are about Him. Praise God. Hallelujah, that's good news. So, but in verse 25 we see this, that God set forth Jesus Christ to be a propitiation, this mercy seat, this this sacrificial atonement that we could be reconciled to God. See, it wasn't God who thumped us away. It was us who thumped and pushed God away with our disobedience in the garden. But God is the one who initiated initiated everything. We didn't come running to God when we fell into sin in the garden. God's the one who couldn't stand the distance between the creation, those He'd created in His image. God couldn't stand the distance. God came rushing in after us. And God's the one who gave us a promise of a Redeemer through the sacrifice. Very first message God ever preached in the garden was the same message from the foundation he'd laid before. The message he'd laid, the judgment he'd made before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. And that was the message of a Redeemer, listen, through the sacrifice. Not just a Redeemer, a Redeemer through the sacrifice. In the Old Covenant, they had to have their faith in a coming Redeemer through the sacrifice. In the New Testament, we have to have our faith in a Already come, Redeemer, through the sacrifice. You cannot just say you're trusting in Jesus. If your faith is not in the sacrificial work of Jesus, you're not trusting in Jesus. Your faith is not in God. You can use the Bible all day long and quote scriptures all day long and say Jesus all day long. But if your faith is not in the sacrificial work of Christ on the cross, your faith is not in Jesus, not in God, not your faith. Listen, my faith cannot even be in the Word of God if my faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ. You see, it's only through the avenue of the cross that makes God's Word righteous. The cross is the righteousness of Christ toward us, declared to us. We see it right here. And the righteousness God declared at the cross for us Our faith in Him gives us that righteousness and through our lives declares that righteousness. Not that of our own, 
Folks who say, well, I got to be water baptized. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go. I've got to go do this. I've got to be in this. I've got to do that. I've got to be in this denomination. I've got to do that. I have to do this. That's what we do ourselves, and it's self-righteousness. And God cannot declare his righteousness that was freely given to us through what we're calling we do to be righteous. Do you understand that? God's declaration of righteous only comes through the cross, initially for our status, daily for our fruits. Hallelujah. The question is today, if you've believed in the blood of Jesus and you're born again on the way to heaven because you've accepted the sacrifice of Christ for your sins and you've been justified by his work to get into heaven, the question is for us Christians today is what we're trusting in now just before God. Because the Bible says the just, we're already just by the blood. We are justified by the blood. Now that we're justified, how do we live? The just shall live by faith. And that faith is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us at the cross, Galatians 2.20. That's good stuff. But I want to bring something else out of this scripture this morning. It's very good. Watch this. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. It takes faith in his blood. That means an application. Faith is not something just in your head. Faith is an active word. Faith is a verb. Faith moves us. Faith moved Noah, and by fear he built an ark. The men and women you read of in the Word of God, faith moved them to obey God. The moment you place your faith in the cross... Romans 6 declares the moment you were made free from sin, you became a servant of righteousness. And God's intention is that through that same faith you will live, the just shall live by faith, and that faith will cause you to walk in obedience to what God has called you to do, which is written in the Word. Amen. Amen. So when somebody tells you the Bible says this, you don't need to be doing that, you need to be doing this, that's not folk trying to put you under law. That's folk trying to get you to experience the blessings of what you have that will only be experienced by you and me through our faith that works obedience. If you're sitting at home saying, I don't have to go to church, well, you don't have to do anything, but the mind that loves God says, I get to go to church. I, I get to be a part of a fellowship. I, I get to be a part of the family of God functioning in the body of Christ. And, and you'll never know what you're missing because you're missing the experience of fellowship that you need. So many other things I could use for an example in the Word of God that we say, well, I don't have to do that. You don't have to do that to go to heaven. All you got to do is believe in Christ. That's a fact. But if you are making excuses as to why you're not being obedient to the Word of God, that proves where your faith is not. And let me say it again this morning. I don't care what preacher comes along and says, well, your faith is in the cross. You're just not being obedient. No. Faith in the cross is a faith in the only faith and the only way faith works. But listen to me, my friends. Faith in the cross works every time. Every time. It produces the love in you and through you. It produces God's righteousness in you and upon you, which means through you, Galatians 3 and, and uh, 22. 
and whatever the, cro the cross offers, which is everything you need from God, if your faith is there, there's going to be a manifestation of that. And one thing we might not be too happy about Hearing, especially if we're living disobedient lives, is that the cross also manifests obedience. And if that's where my faith is, obedience is manifest in me. The status, God says, you're obedient now because you've believed. He calls it in Romans chapter 6, obeying, believing is obeying. Believing is obeying. Oh, believing is obeying. Do you get that? Romans chapter 6, go read it. Verses 17 and 18. So when we're believing, we become obedient and we learn to walk as obedient children of God, not disobedient, making excuses as to why we're not doing what God's Word says. If our faith is in the cross, there is a delight in the Lord. There is a desire in our hearts. Think about that. If our delight is in the Lord, and it can, and it can only be through the sacrificial work, because that's what He gave us to look at. That's what He gave us to see. There are two places in the New Testament that talk about seeing Jesus, looking unto Jesus, both of those speak of the sacrifice. You don't close your eyes and imagine a, a dark a, a, a Jewish man with brown complexion and, and, and dark eyes. You No, know, no. You, when you look unto Jesus, you look unto His sacrificial work. Amen. Praise God. This is good stuff this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Man, when your faith is placed in the sacrifice, the Holy Spirit begins to work all these things in your life. And I'm not talking about a people who never do wrong, who are never disobedient, who never commit a sin, but I am talking about a people who now are no longer making excuses for their sin. Sin breaks their heart. They're getting a better picture day by day of just what the cross really meant. I don't think we'll ever know the fullness of it. Even after we're with the Lord, it's so, it's so much... <coughs> that I don't think we'll ever, ever, ever fully understand the work of God in Christ by the Spirit of the Lord on the cross. So I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about maturity. I'm talking about experiencing this faith we've been given, saved by and given to live by. Think about that. This faith that we've been saved by and given to live by. And so when we do fall, this faith, we can get up and keep going. When we do commit sin, we can run to our great advocate at the right hand of the Father, Jesus Christ. When we do make a mistake, we can look back to Calvary and see, I can do all things through Christ, praise God. God set forth His Son, Jesus Christ, to, to be through faith in His blood, this declaration of righteousness. So we can't get past that this morning. I want to say something that I've said a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. It's very, very profound to me that when the children of Israel were in Egypt and God had told them to kill a lamb and to put the blood on the doorpost, I want to tell you it was not the death of the lamb it took the death of the lamb. But it wasn't just the death of the lamb that got them out, out of Egypt. Had they not applied by faith, can I say that one more time? If they had not applied the blood, which means believing to the point of activity. 
Amen. If they, it, listen, faith moves our hearts because faith works. Faith works. Somebody needs to say that with me. Faith goes to work. Hallelujah. Had they not taken that blood and applied it by faith to the doorpost, that the death angel would have came even in the Israelites' house and destroyed them like it did all of Egypt's firstborn that night. Think about that. Think about that. It takes the application. You can't just know Jesus died for you and admit that and, and say it as some historical thing. No, it has to be an active thing from the heart, Romans 10 and 10, believing with the heart. The heart is who you are in the deepest place. It's not this thing thumping blood. You're, the heart of man is the soul and the spirit of man that's tied together that, the, that man can believe from the heart in righteousness, and God saved that soul. See, when, when the Bible says in Romans 10 and 10 that it's with the heart man believes unto righteousness, man is believing under the declaration unto the declaration that God made of his righteousness through the cross. It only comes through the cross for initial status, for daily activity with God, all provision, victory, and power. That's why you've got to get out of those churches where the preacher says you've got to do something. It's not just by faith, it's by works. Listen, if, listen, if you're, it's, it, and works are the result of true faith. But just because somebody's doing something doesn't mean that faith is there. Folks can walk beside you and do everything you're doing. In the physical doesn't mean their faith is where your faith is. Some, many people, millions in our own nation, their, their faith is in what they're doing. They're expecting God to save them or deliver them from some bondage or something because of what they're doing. And it's so easy to fall into that place. It's so, I, I was there. I was saved and born again through faith in Christ and His work on the cross. And then I began to, to look for and to preach other avenues as the power of God to come into our sanctuaries, come into our congregations, our families. We we're looking for other avenues. And really it's a, it's a thing of pride. We want our church to be on the map as a church who's coined some phrase or coined some move of God. Let me tell you something, my friend. There ain't but one avenue for the move of God. And it's the declaration of His righteousness, which is the cross. Hallelujah. Paul said, I do not frustrate. That means set aside the grace of God. Because if the righteousness of God come through the law, then Christ is dead in vain. What's that tell us? That the righteousness of God does not come by law, meaning what we do, even trying to obey what was written in the Word ourselves, but that Jesus Christ, by His faith, came and fulfilled the righteousness of God without the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's only through the cross our faith in the blood of the cross that we receive a status of righteous before God in Christ and daily can walk where we're being led of the Spirit in the path of righteousness, Psalms 23 and 3, and where the fruits of His righteousness are in our lives and being increased in our lives. Think about that. 
Without the faith in the cross, we have nothing going on with God. And there are men like Kenneth Hagin who thought they really had a corner, really had an edge on faith and turned it into the words you speak. Like Ken Copeland who's not even born again, who thinks Jesus uh, became a sinner on the cross and had to go to hell and, and be defeated there and, and by demons for three days until he spoke and said, listen, that stuff's not even in our Bibles. That's what happens to men when their faith is not in the cross. They have to use God's Word. The devil's smart enough to know he has to use God's Word. Listen, but he'll never use it in its righteous context. The righteous context of God's Word, which is the Word of the cross, is what crushed his head. It's what resists him. It's what brings forth the fruits of righteousness, the righteousness of Christ in spite of him. He will never use God's Word in light of Jesus, who is the light in the cross, which is the switch of that light. He won't do it. That's why you've got to get out of those churches. It's not, it's not, listen, you're, it's not good enough that you're in the Sunday school class and occasionally able to share what's right. You've got to get up and get out. And if those people you've been sharing what's right with know what's right, they'll get up and get out with you. You, my friend, are to get up and lead them out. I hope you're hearing me this morning. You've got to get away from granddaddy and, 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 and daddy and mama. You've got, to get, you've got to follow Jesus. You can't follow Jesus. Listen, you can't follow Jesus unless you've taken up your cross. And if you're claiming your faith is in the cross, you're going to be moved out of that whatever you're in that's not known for the preaching of the cross in that pulpit that pulpit represents where you go to church. That pulpit represents what you believe, sir, in the community. That pulpit, not what you're doing in the Sunday school class back there. That pulpit represents you because you're there. You're giving tithes and offerings to the message he preaches. And if you're not, you're not giving tithes and offerings there because he's not preaching the truth, then that right there, my friend, is the proof that you shouldn't be there to begin with because you should be planted where you're giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're out of time, and we didn't get very far, but we got a long way at the same time. I encourage you, go to our YouTube channel where these messages are being uploaded. We are again now, I told you earlier, uploading these to our church app, Crossway Church app. Go get your Crossway Church app. It's so much easier. You can watch and listen anytime, sitting in the car while you're waiting on your wife to get done in the store or waiting on your husband to get done, whatever he's doing or on the job, whatever. Curtis Hutchinson 316 is our YouTube channel. And, and uh, avail yourself. Give, give an offering to the Lord if these messages, these teachings are blessing you. You may have your own church, but I promise you it'll only benefit you greater to sow into good ground where you're gleaning the Word of God. Listen, help us get the Word out. Help us to take this gospel. Help us to buy this equipment we need to get the word. Help us to do what God's called us to do if you're being blessed, encouraged, edified, and moving forward in the kingdom of God through this teaching. We love you. God bless you. And until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ in Him crucified. I love you.